0: What's the latest with Auburn football recruiting? And if they do decide to make a change, what does that mean for this 2023 class? Well, Zach, I I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I'm, I'm
1: freaking ready to rock and roll.
0: You are Locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college. Terms and conditions. Apply. It's a Cruton Wednesday, John Garcia, head football recruiting guru over at SI, also our Locked On Recruiting insider. John, it's been too long. Welcome back. Really, uh, really appreciate your time. As always, sticky situation when you talk about recruiting right now for Auburn football because it seems like Brian Harson will not be here in a few weeks. I think if he was, it would surprise a lot of people, John. From the recruits' point of view, how are they going to approach this? The members of the 2023 class that Auburn has committed right now, what kind of impact could happen if they do make a change?
1: Well, there's really two states, two, two schools of thought, Zach. Um, you know, and these kids, if, if we're talking about this noise, and look, these these Auburn commits have dealt with noise from, you know, the moment they were offered to when they thought about committing to when they committed and now here here thereafter. Mm-hmm you Know there's two schools of thought. One, um, you know, some of the kids are just Auburn through and through, right? Uh, I think when you go back to when Gus got canned, there were a lot of in staters that, that stuck with them, right? Uh, you know, they're not all household names, but you know, your Dylan uh Brooks's your Lee Hunters of the world, which were your band of recruits of of that cycle, stuck with it, right? They were they were kind of lifelong Auburn folks, Auburn guys, Auburn kids, if you will. So I think that contingency of recruit is probably going to stay no matter what you know okay. so i think there's there's a, a portion of the class that you naturally would would feel like you can hold on to but then with how auburn recruits out of state so well particularly in georgia and the state of florida where we see some some big time gets in this 2023 cycle those are the kids that you immediately say okay you know how how is this going to affect you? Uh, and I think those contingency plans are all being put together right now. Because, like I said at the top, if if we're talking about the noise, these kids are are hearing about it. If not from their high school coach and mentors and parents, maybe some other schools that are giving them some phone calls. Hey, is you are you going to sign with Auburn? Because we're we're just over two months away from the early signing period, and there's right. a lot of talk that Auburn's going to be next to 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 get rid of uh, their head coach. So. It's something that has certainly come across the desk, if you will, for basically all of these verbal commitments at this point. But you do feel like Auburn has the brand, the staying power to hold on to a few of them once that transition does happen. And just before we went on, I actually went back to look at that 21 cycle Four kids decommitted after uh, Gus was fired. Not not a bad number when you talk about, you know, the full scope of a coaching change and how drastic it could feel on the recruiting trail.
0: And it feels like the ones that did stay are either now transferred to UCF or Ole Miss, right? <laughs> For the most part, I mean, you got your, you know, Tavares Dawson was in that
1: class, couple uh-huh. of good players, yeah. uh, Jarquez Hunter. Hello, that was right. that was a a, a find uh, immediately after the change was made, if if memory serves. You're right. So look, there's there's some uh, positive and negative on that regard, but in terms of just retention, for, for the sake of retention, it's it's usually not as bad as even the pessimistic fans would try to present.
0: Well, you got to think, and we've talked before about how smart these high school kids are now. I mean, th- they are just so aware and so in tune of everything that's going on. And a lot of them are really good at playing the game. Not all of them, but for the most part, I-, I think I think that's the case. And they had to know when they committed that this was an option. They had to because, I mean, the big talk was like the negative recruiting going on against Auburn was, is Harson even going to be there? Is whoever's recruiting you even going to be there next year? So they heard this, like they knew this was a possibility, and so you got to right. think there's a higher chance that they're committed to the school, not the coach. Is that crazy to say, John?
1: Not at all, right? And, and we've already seen the negative impacts of that, right? Slow start yeah. to the cycle, all the 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 misses on the quarterback front, you know, notwithstanding all of that stuff, all that damage has kind of already been done. Uh, and and on on the positive end of this, if if Harson is either rebounds and figures it out and everybody's happy or a a new coach with a bigger name and more of a reputation comes in. There's also an opportunity to fall up for some of these recruits where where it's like, Hey, I would like to stay, but maybe this new coaching staff doesn't really view me the same way. So it really does work both ways. Uh, So there's an opportunity for both the staff new and old and the recruit to sort of fall forward here. So it's usually not as drastic as we think, but certainly All 10 of these verbal commitments have already at at, at a minimum by now or this week have been told, hey, you need to make a phone call. Do you have an official visit left? It's something uh, to consider. And it's also worth reminding your audience that if a coaching change does happen, those official visits open back up for those 10 recruits to make another trip to Auburn because that coaching change uh, went down. So that's another new rule that I think helps during these kind of crazy uh, coaching carousel seasons.
0: Could that, in theory, be good? You get them right after the season and, and you get them all back, and then maybe some other kids as well? Kind of not necessarily a big cat weekend, but you have something like that where you have a bunch of dudes that are really serious about Auburn late, very late in the process um, on campus. That I, mean, I think there's a positive way to spend that, right? 100% yeah you, you want to to kind of send it towards
1: the end of the cycle when when you're making a transition you know we saw so much of that last year throughout college football and the staffs that finished strong in December January and February that's what they did very backloaded visit weekends at Florida Miami LSU under mm-hmm. Brian Kelly even Notre Dame with Marcus Freeman kind of just getting promoted just selling how different the vision is even when it's it's much more uh yeah, I guess safe than, than a true overhaul like I guess we expect to see at Auburn. Yeah.
0: I, right, John, there are three players that have committed to Auburn since we last spoke. Wide receiver Adam Hopkins, defensive lineman Jamarian Harkless, and offensive lineman Janoris Wilson. I want your thoughts on them in just a moment, right here on Lockdown Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by Nissan. Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Lockdown College Network titled Thrilling moments where we highlight the most exciting play from Auburn's weekend uh, or throughout the history. This week's thrilling moment, let's throw it back to last weekend when we were having fun watching that Auburn-LSU game. Javarius Johnson catching a 53-yard touchdown pass from Robbie Ashford. I think that shows a lot of upside for Robbie's game moving forward as well as Javarius Johnson. He's had a few that were close and he finally got one home against LSU. And I think it shows what this offense could potentially be even this season. So that's why that is our thrilling moment brought to you by Nissan. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Purchase what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Frisky Whiskey. If you're in the Auburn, Opelika, Lee County area, Frisky Whiskey is about a 15 to 20 minute drive down I-85. As soon as you get into the state of Georgia, you'll see billboards all over the place pointing you in the right direction to see our friends at Frisky Whiskey. And once you arrive there, you will step foot into 10,000 square feet of selection, 10,000 square feet of value, and it's the best place to buy your liquor, whether it's your beer, wine, whiskey, vodka, tequila, whatever it may be, you're not going to find it cheaper anywhere else than at Frisky Whiskey. So type it into your phone's app store, and if you are in Atlanta and coming in town, it's right off of I-85. It won't slow you down a bit. Thank you to Frisky Whiskey for partnering with Locked On Auburn. John Garcia, let's start with the wide receiver, Adam Hopkins, a four-star Decent size, six foot, one hundred and seventy. John, when I saw this news, if it's a wide receiver with a last name Hopkins, I'm down.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really great point. Look, um, and Adams got a lot of game. You know, I, I really uh, have have come to know him over multiple years. He's a kid who I think is a freshman was already playing varsity ball in the state of Georgia, which is always a great sign. So first it's like, okay, you're a freshman contributor, but are you starting to make an impact? But really from the jump, he was making an impact on both sides of the ball. He could play corner, he could play safety, but wide receiver is certainly where where I feel like he has the most upside and obviously a bigger need for Auburn on the recruiting trail. So you understand Ike Hilliard and company prioritizing him uh, on offense. Uh, And look, he's a kid who's, like you said, six foot 170, but just plays bigger, right? He can go up and get the football. He's got great body control and awareness. The catch radius here is really nice relative to his height and weight. And I think if you just go one-to-one comparison between him and Carmelo English, you know, the former Auburn commitment, there are some similarities there. Both of them are probably best at the catch point and or after the catch. They're not big physical positional guys like, hey, throw me the back shoulder or, 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 you know, I'm gonna go make this contested catch, but they're more so built for space in the return game the the run after the catch ability uh, but they do have ability there at the catch point as well so I do think this is a nice get uh, for Auburn a kid again who's been known for several years so I think it says something for this coaching staff to be able to be relatively new to the game compared to some others that were contending for Hopkins and actually win uh, the recruiting battle itself so that was a really nice get I was a little surprised to to see Auburn uh, so high on his list going into it it. Um, so it was a really nice finish for for Ike Hilliard in particular, who obviously is gaining some some traction and building his own reputation as a recruiter.
0: Yeah, why why do you think he ultimately picked Auburn? Um, I think it surprised several people, John, not just you. Do you think it was Ike Hilliard? Do you think it was Auburn itself? I mean, some people get on campus they just love Auburn, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Was it Brian Harson's scheme that that he was preaching? What uh, what do you think it was that stood out to him?
1: Look, I think Hilliard is sells it itself, right? I mean, he's yeah. a guy who's been there and done that. I think that just carries so much weight in how some of these kids make decisions to be able to learn from from a guy who did it at your projected position but also geographically there's no doubt uh that that the fit here uh works with with adam hopkins a little bit of quieter guy Mm -hmm. a little bit more to himself uh, in in terms of how you deal with him certainly doesn't play like that he plays big uh but his personality i think fits auburn as well so certainly once he took uh that last visit uh i I do think auburn uh, pulled away here in the end so i would say a combination of just you know the the magic of the plains if you will and and of course ike hilliard himself Sure, all right, and, and the need obviously, right? You want to yeah. you want to go where you're needed, not not uh, not tolerated, I guess, as, as they say.
0: No, yeah, I think it's a good point. Three-star defensive lineman Jamarian Harkless, Auburn Daly actually was up in Lexington a few weeks ago watching him play. Uh, it was cool to talk to him a little bit after the game, John. But this is a guy that's pretty big, 315, and he moves probably like he's two seventy, which is which is something you always like on the defensive front.
1: One hundred percent. You know, he's a guy as a junior was a little bit lighter. Uh, so you wondered now as a senior, a little bit bigger. How, how does that translate? He's still uh, just making moves relative to his size. He actually had a scoop and score return touchdown last week uh, as, as I was looking at some recent video of him. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's got a great combination of inside out quickness and rushing ability and, and there's some showman uh, to this kid's game there, there's some fun to him some pizzazz if you will uh, what you want on, on the defensive interior right you, you want a yeah. guy who is big and physical enough to do it but also uh, has enough to carry his own weight you know in the meeting rooms and in recruiting and helping others jump on board so I thought that was a really nice get uh for for the Auburn Tigers and look a guy who a lot of people thought Ole Miss was in really good shape for I believe he's committed uh somewhere in the Big Ten before that point so there's been some ups and downs and some twists in this recruitment so uh, another good sign to win another late uh recruiting battle in this front and and when you win in the trenches in the SEC it just it just means more as, as the slogan
0: suggests there it is yeah, and you talk about need. You talk about need and path to playing time with Hopkins at receiver. Uh, Harkless at defensive line, I mean, th- there's about to be a mass exodus at Auburn's front seven after the season. You got to think they'll probably go to the transfer portal, and so they'll probably be under still some older guys, but um, maybe a chance to kind of crack that rotation. So I'm sure that was part of the pitch to Harkless. And then three-star offensive lineman Janoris Wilson, big body guy, 6'5", 285, um, closer to your neck of the woods down in Lakeland, Florida, John. This guy seems like a riser to me. Uh, I, I was looking at his stuff and looking at his measurables and reading about him, and it's like, okay, yeah, I know it says he's a three-star, but this sounds like a really, really solid gift for Auburn. And we'll see where he plays at the next level, but yeah. get excited. He plays tackle in high school, so <laughs> he's, he's a
1: right tackle at Lakeland, which is really one of the premier high schools in the state of Florida. He transferred there this off season, So certainly, like you said, that, that rise, it makes sense, right? There are more eyeballs on Lakeland high school than just about any high school in the state of Florida. So he's playing with fellow elite players. It means more coaches are, are coming through and his offer started to pile up here really quickly. Uh, he's, he's kind of an attitude player. Uh, the technique is, is still a little bit raw. He's more comfortable as a run blocker for sure, but Uh, Playing at two different schools the last two years, we've seen a nice variance of what they've asked him to do. At Lake Gibson High School last year, a lot more pulling, getting to the second level as a run blocker, which, which shows his athleticism and movement skills. And then now at Lakeland High School, Bit more balanced of an offense, so a little bit more pass protection, which was probably his biggest area for improvement. So he's playing better competition uh, and and facing them as as more of a balanced blocker as opposed to a guy who's more of a grunt. But he still certainly plays like like he's most comfortable at the contact point. The punch is nice here, six foot five, extremely long arms as well. So probably an interior guy if you had to project him, but in a certain way, things break he could uh, maybe be a right tackle candidate and that's where he's he's spent most of his time in high school which yeah. is uh, I'm sure good news.
0: Yeah, and I kind of get a little bit of feel where it's like he may want to play tackle and maybe that was part of it cuz like man, um nobody else wants to play tackle at Auburn. <laughs> so, we'll see, but just watching some of his stuff, John, I mean, Auburn's biggest issue in the trenches the last few years other than the inability to to recruit offensive tackles, but They're just not mean. They're not like really like super aggressive in the trenches. And this guy seems mean. This guy seems like he wants to mess you up. And, and, And I think Auburn needs that.
1: Yes, like like I said, he's an attitude player. He's yeah, he's a guy who's going to flirt with with blocking you through the whistle, not to the whistle. And and most coaches are cool with that. We'll we'll dial you back if we have to once we we get you on campus. But we'd rather have to do that than kind of urge you to to be a little bit more aggressive. You're still look. The game is widening out, and it's basketball on grass and all this stuff that finesse. You know, leans towards, but there's still, especially in the trenches, there's still a need to just be nasty on, on game day, and he certainly brings a, a lot of that. And now he's doing it against pretty high-level competition, which is, I think, another good thing, a nice buffer yeah. uh, before playing SCC ball.
0: All right, what does Auburn do moving forward for the rest of the season in regards to recruiting? We get John's big-picture view on that, and I'll also ask him his thoughts on Auburn-Georgia coming up. In just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the place to wager on all of your sports action. If you feel good about the Auburn Tigers this weekend, I think they cover the spread, twenty nine and a half. is just so many points against the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, I don't think Auburn wins, but I don't think they get beat by twenty nine and a half points. So. If you feel the same way, or if you think I'm wrong, if you feel strongly either way, head over to Bet Online. It's where the game starts. John Garcia, our guest today. Uh, moving forward, what is this coaching staff supposed to do? Right? I mean, it, it certainly seems like there's this big cloud. Uh, it seems like everybody's time is limited. It seems like there's, you know, been offers made from Auburn to Harson about. You know, reduce buyout to kind of go on his own terms type thing. Seems like all this is happening, and so in the recruiting world, John, what is the rest of the staff supposed to do for the rest of the year when the writing is on the wall?
1: You just got to keep chipping away at it. It's it's it sucks. I mean, it, there's really no nice way to spin it. Um, but look, th- these things can change in short order, right? Whether it's hirings, firings all the smoke, et cetera. Th- these things have an opportunity to shift, right, uh, e- even even in this day and age. So you just got to keep chipping away at it. You pull some upsets, and you never know how the tone could potentially change. Of course, with Georgia on the horizon, it's not the best timing for any of this. But if, if you look at the last couple big home games, Penn State and, and then LSU, the visitor lists were really strong. I mean, sure. kids are still going to Auburn they're, they're hosting official visitors they're hosting kids committed to Alabama uh, they're hosting you know the Carver duo uh, multiple times already I mean they're still getting big name recruits on campus and you have to continue uh, to pursue them as if you're you're going to be there for the next decade maybe not for Harson in particular but some of these other coaches might might be on the bubble thereafter right and there's we saw carryover with what Cadillac Williams from one staff to the next. Yeah, You know, the, the next person who's brought in, may, maybe there's a, a chance or two for some of these positional coaches to be retained. And some of that evaluation could have to do with recruiting. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think if, if that becomes a part of it, it's obviously, a, you know, behooves these coaches to continue to press as if everything was was status quo on the plane. So you you won't see a letdown from the effort perspective from the coaching staff or the recruiting support staff uh as well. So I think it's it's still all all hands on deck, full systems go, all those those cliches un, until yeah, it's not. Right.
0: John, you've pretty much covered all of the kids at one point that are on Auburn's roster. Same with Georgia. What do you think about this matchup going into um going into Athens on, on Saturday from the Auburn point of view.
1: Well, look, we've talked about the trenches and how those are the biggest discrepancies in Auburn recruiting. So we see that on the field as well. And I think against Georgia, I think that's something that can be highlighted, but I do think with Robbie Ashford, you have a little bit more flexibility in, in what you can do. You certainly have got nothing to lose from a schematic standpoint. So challenge the discipline of of georgia as as much as you possibly can try to get up on them early which obviously uh you know if, if missouri can do it and, and auburn was was much better than missouri for the majority of that game even though it got really funky there at the end Gosh. um you know the, there's an opportunity for auburn to do the same although you also don't expect georgia to be somewhat flat three weeks right in a row but look they're college kids, uh, things happen uh certainly. And I think Auburn's defense, more importantly, uh just really has to to lock in on on the the big targets for the for the Bulldogs, right? I mean, their wide receiver group has left a lot to be desired this season. Um, uh, it's about the running backs and the tight ends. And Auburn does have the personnel to potentially contend with anyone not named Brock Bowers. Cause he's a unicorn and in his own stratosphere sure, right. in, in my book, but anyone else, I think schematically you could potentially match up with at least early in the game. So that's kind of the blueprint play, play wild and free on offense and defensively. Um, you know, Challenge them, come downhill Mm -hmm. on them and and make these wide receivers win one on one and play to your strengths where your secondary and your corners in particular have have a ton of experience and and are comfortable playing man to man. They did a really great job against against those LSU wide receivers just last week that are as talented or more talented than what George is going to bring to the table.
0: John Garcia, how can people uh, check out everything you got going on, man? Real simple, si.com
1: slash college. Uh, Of course, also here on the Lockdown Network and on Twitter as well, John Garcia underscore JR.
0: John Garcia is the best in the biz. Be sure to come back tomorrow. More Auburn daily content every single day here on Lockdown Auburn. See you then right here on Lockdown Auburn.